Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. To tell you the honest truth, I thought, well... We're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left. Another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five star rating and review or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family and that would help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by Liz, and Liz has been plagued by the paranormal ever since she was a teenager. Liz, welcome to the show. Hi, Kate. How are you? Nice to see you and talk to you. Yeah, it's great to uh, have you on because your encounters, they're really, really interesting. And what I like about your encounters is that you didn't have these your whole life. It kind of happened as you were growing up, like kind of maturing. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I um, kind of started um, being you know, having these experiences ever since I was probably about 16 or 17 years old. And um, ever since then, I've kind of been very interested in the paranormal and that kind of side of things and really trying to do a lot more of my own research and, you know, things like that to kind of understand what what I'm seeing or hearing or, you know, what's going on at the time. Um, I've seen quite a lot of mediums and clairvoyants also during my you know, younger years, and um, each time I do see these, you know, clairvoyants or mediums, what have you, I often get told that I'm quite sensitive to the paranormal and sensitive to be able to be contacted by, you know, the the other side, and that if I wanted to or if I desired to, I could often, I could probably um, intensify those skills or, or work on them to make them a little stronger and to, you know, have a little bit more ability with them, I guess. And yeah, but I mean, since I, I um, have been told things like that each time that I get more and more interested in these kind of things, it's um, the activity kind of ramps up a lot for me. And then if I'm not really interested at the time or if things get in the way and I'm busy and I've got other things going on and I'm not really dedicating that much time to it, it kind of teeters off a little bit. So I guess it's like, for me, the more that I'm thinking about it or doing it or, or or listening to things or reading things about that it, it kind of puts me quite in touch and I'm finding that that's the times when I have these kind of um, experiences I guess and yeah I mean 16 was probably the first time that it started really happening for me and then since then it's not it's not constant it's not something that happens to me every day or every week or every month but it you know, out of the blue every now and again something will happen and it's just it's just something I can't explain and it's something that um you know as much as I'd try to um I would try and find some sort of reasoning for it and other it's just times you just can't you just can't work out why something's like that's happening or you know 
so yeah it's, um at first I got quite scared I would be quite freaked out by the things that were happening to me especially the first one the, the first experience I had it really terrified me are you able to tell us a little bit more about this first experience yeah um so I was probably about 16 or 17 years old at the time and I was living with my mom and my brothers and um I'd been out and and there hadn't been anybody at home. It was still it was it was dark and it was winter, so it was quite cold anyway. But it was it was probably about six or seven p.m. at night, and I'd come in to the house and the house was empty. There was nobody home at the time. They were still out doing what have you after school sports and whatever. And um, I remember coming into the house and I remember thinking it was really really quite chilly inside the house. Um, more so than normal, like I knew it was winter at the time, but I just remember coming and thinking this is really a very odd feeling in the house. It didn't feel, it just felt like there was something else in the in the space and it just it didn't feel like home. And, I mean, I'd lived there for, for years and it, it just, just felt quite odd. Um, anyway, so I came on in through to the house and the way the house is set up is you'd come through the front door and immediately to your left there was a staircase going upstairs and then um, to the right, there was a lounge room, like a formal lounge room, dining room. And then you kind of kept walking through these French doors and you'd go through into the kitchen area. So, you know, I just came into the door, the front door, walked through the French doors and into the kitchen area. And I shut off the French doors because I was going to turn heating on because it was cold and um, kind of shut off the rooms behind me. So went in and I just started getting something to eat. And I sat down, to, I remember um, sitting there trying to, Turn the actually, I remember turning, trying to turn the gas heater on, and it just kept on. It would go on for a couple of minutes, and then it would just kept on coming, turning off. It just, it just would not stay on. I'm just thinking, there's nothing wrong with it. That it just it started. It was fine. It would be going for a couple of minutes. It just kept on kicking out every time. I just think, oh, I didn't. Anyway, so I got something to eat, and I sat down, and I was sitting there, and um, I'd been sitting down for maybe five, ten minutes or so, and all of a sudden. From the rooms behind me, um, the formal lounge and dining I was just explaining before, um, came like incredibly loud blasting music from that room, and it was really classical music, like um, like Vivaldi or something like that. It was super, super, super loud music, and it was just and I just froze. I just I could not move. I could not even turn around. I was too terrified to even turn around and have a look behind me and I just remember thinking there's nobody here nobody's been here all day long so what the hell is going on it was it, I was terrified and um I didn't move I just sat there and it continued on for a good couple of minutes it was oh, probably wow. the longest time yeah it was on for for it was blasting until I was like well I have to have a little bit of sense about this and I just have to go in and check what's going on. Like I just thought, no, it, can't, it, it possibly can't be anything. It's just, you know, I've got to go in and have a look. So I got up and I walked into that room and there is there was a really old stereo there that was my dad's and it had been there for years, but it was unplugged and the speakers were on. It was one of those really old stereos that the speakers would plug into the, you know, the CD stack and it had a, you know, the stackers. Wait, so this, this thing wasn't really, plugged really. in at all? It wasn't plugged in. It wasn't oh plugged my into goodness. the wall. There was no power plug was pulled out. The stereo speakers weren't even connected and we didn't have any kind of CDs like that. So or, or, you know, it could have, if you wanted to think about it, it could have been a radio, but the fact that the whole thing was not even plugged in. And I remember checking it um I was so – actually, before I had gone in there, I'd called a friend and I said, you need to come over because I'm terrified. I'm, so, You know, I was really, really scared. I couldn't – I just couldn't even move. But I'd called him to come over and he was on his way. So I thought, well, if anything happens, at least he's on his way. And <laughs> so I went in there to have a look and that's what I'd found. It was um, it was all unplugged and he'd arrived as I was um, checking it out and he just said, like, maybe it was just something else or it was this or it was that. And I was like, well – Honestly, it was coming from this room. There's no other stereo in here. I just couldn't explain it. It was just, to me, it was probably one of the most terrifying experiences. And I think because it was my first, it was like, I don't know, it was just, 
I couldn't explain it. There was no other way to explain to him even when he turned up but what had happened. He looked at me like I was crazy and I'm like, well, this is what's happened, I'm telling you. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was probably probably one of the, the most – it was one of the biggest marker for me into the paranormal because after that, that's where it kind of really piqued my interest in it and that's where I really got – involved and kind of wanted to know a little bit more about that 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 world and yeah so that was the first so with that incident there what was running through your mind at the time were you thinking straight away this is something paranormal this is something that shouldn't be happening or were you trying to justify that maybe maybe something was just off with the stereo maybe something maybe there was something that caused that sound um, definitely at first it was my – I was quite scared. The first thing that entered my mind when it happened was there's someone in the house. It's, it was a beam. It wasn't paranormal. That didn't really enter my mind at that point in time. It was very much there's someone else here and I'm, you know, I'm in danger. That was the first thing I really thought. That's why I kind of just froze. I was just like I can't go in there. There might be someone there. So, um, you know, and then when the music didn't really stop and it was still going, I thought, but there's something something's very strange about that. Maybe it, it is just that stereo. Maybe someone's been using it. It's been plugged in. So I was really trying to come up with some kind of logical explanation as to why that was happening because to me it was like, you know, I'd heard about the paranormal and, you know, everyone knows about ghosts and all that sort of stuff. But I was a teenager and it really wasn't something that was on my radar at that time. I wasn't really, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't trying to make it be something it wasn't. I really just didn't think that and um beyond that afterward when it when I kind of went in there and I'd looked at the stereo and I was you know I've seen that it was unplugged and that 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 you know it, there wasn't really any explanation for what was going on I really sat back to think about them like well it was it was super cold and it was you know when I'd come into the house I just had that odd feeling like really horrible feeling that there was somebody else there but I couldn't really piece that together and then I, you know, then I thought about the fact that 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 heater had just it just kept on blowing out, and that there was no, it was it was brand new. The heater was new, and, and there was there was, you know, it wasn't that there was no gas, or there was you know it was broken or it was old. It was it was just certain things, and I just kind of afterward really thought about it and thought, there's just really I cannot explain what just happened to me, and even trying to explain it to my mom when she got home, and she's just looking at me like what do you mean? Like you must have heard someone down the road or you must have, must be something else that you're just not really thinking about, you know. But, um, yeah, at first it was really me just trying to work out um, if there was an explanation for it because really it wasn't something that I first kind of jumped to when thinking about it. Your parents didn't encounter anything like that in that house either? Not that I had ever been told. So, um I know my mum definitely over the years has, and I've only really kind of found this out in the last, you know, since I've become an adult myself, but she's often had encounters over her lifetime too, which she'd never really explained to me as a child. She would never say that to me. But, you know, as an adult, now that I speak about these things with her, she's like, well, yeah, these things have happened to me like that my whole life. And Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's quite interesting. Like we um, we had a family um, clairv- uh, medium. Um, so so sorry, we had a family um, group medium um, session, if you like. So we had a, a medium come to the home to our house, and all the females in my family, so my cousins and my aunts and my mom and everyone, we all sat around and we had a medium come in, and she spoke to all of us. And the two people that she stuck to and said to both of us, um, not knowing that we were mother and daughter, but she both she said to us, you two both have the ability you, and you've both had experiences your whole lives. And um, it was both me and my mum. So, yeah, it's um, not that I know that my mum's had those things going on when she was younger, but she definitely has explained to me since that she's had a lot of odd things happen. And, and even today, even, even nowadays, she says, she, you know, she senses certain things and she, she knows, you know, there's certain places she won't go and that she's a bit more susceptible to and that kind of thing. So, yeah, 
That's really interesting. I wonder if there's something in your bloodline that that lets your family do that. Yeah, I mean, it's not unheard of, I guess. I think I've heard it before that, you know, it does happen in families where it's a certain, I don't know, kind of skill set, if you want to say, um, that run through families. But, um, yeah, definitely my – and, and uh, that said, my, my younger brother from time to time definitely has had it as well. So it is something that is in our family and we are very much a family that don't talk about this kind of thing. It's it's really hard. Like I'm sitting here very nervous because it's, um, it's hard for me to talk about this kind of stuff um, without – feeling like I'm going to be super judged by even my family. They just, even my mum, who I know has experiences, I'll tell her things and I just think, oh, what are you thinking when I'm telling you this? You know, it's, it's yeah. hard. So, yeah. It's, it's one of those things that a lot of people find it very confrontational if they, if they experience something that they can't explain. And I find this a lot when it happens to, a, say, a group encounter of something. So, a really good example would be, say, a UFO encounter. Hypothetically, two out, two out of three people who witnessed this hypothetical UFO absolutely believe it happened. And you always hear stories that, you know, there will be one person in that group who just absolutely refuses to entertain the idea. And it, I don't know what it is, but it might be something where it's just too kind of world shattering to to even entertain that. Yeah, I think that's very true. I think, you know, people, uh, I think, yeah, they definitely know that these things have happened and they cannot deny it because they've been there or seen it or it's they've been confronted by it. But, you know, they will they will sit there and look at you and say, no, I don't think that that, that was what it was. And you just think, well, <laughs> I don't know what you thought it was because it really couldn't have been anything else. It's, um, yeah, I think it's, just how some people operate, I guess it's it's too difficult to deal with, and it and it changes too many ways of too much of how they think about certain other things as well. So they're in denial a little. Yeah, absolutely, Liz, and I I hundred percent guarantee that you're not alone in that that type of mindset. And I can I can only empathise with you with how difficult that would be because if you if you have these encounters and you know these people are also having encounters that are very similar to you and not. Um, as open about them with you, it, it really puts you in a in a hard place, and you would feel quite alone, I imagine. I think, yeah, it does. It does because um, when they happen, you just think, you know, like there's just that feeling. You just know that what you saw was something else. It's it's just a feeling that you have within yourself, and I mean, this is. This is I'm kind of speaking about the paranormal here, not necessarily UFOs or things like that. But I mean that too, of course. But you just know when you see something or you feel something or you hear something, you just you just have that feeling within you. You just know that it it, it definitely wasn't anything else. It it couldn't have been. And I like to think that I'm mostly a logical person so you know i do try to think of you know other situations where it could have been this or it could have been that or what have you but sometimes things happen and you just know you just have that feeling within you just think i can't tell you how to feel or think but certainly for me that's what it was so yeah well liz that's your first encounter so what happened later in life because from my understanding that this is obviously still going on for you, has there been some other encounters that have really awoken you to to this paranormal aspect of your life? Yeah. Um, so, after that first encounter, I did have a bit of, like I said, a little bit of um, a couple of sessions with um, clairvoyance and, and mediums who all said that same thing. You definitely have the gift. You, you should sharpen it. You should open yourself to that side of um of of, of things um i did have <clears throat> sorry i did have one medium say to me that and i suffer from anxiety so I, it's really difficult um and she said that she said you have quite a lot of anxiety around you and i can see it and it's blocking your ability to be able to connect so when you're feeling super stressed or when you have anxiety or you're having issues going on these things won't happen for you. You won't see them as much. It won't come through as easily because you've got 
you're blocked. You you know that, that that's what the spirits will see. They just see that you're shut off. So um and you know for the for for good part of of my early twenties, I did deal with a lot of anxiety and things, and so I didn't really have anything happen to me until. I was probably a little bit older, maybe 25 or so, and um, my mum had moved. She'd moved into a new home and um, I was living there with her and um, we um, would be – it was a two-storey townhouse and um, we the downstairs area had a lounge room, but if you were sitting in the lounge, you could look up the stairs to the landing. And in this house, I would – often and when I say often I mean it was probably at least once or twice a week I would see um, shadows and just right out the side of my eye while I was watching tv or something downstairs moving across the landing upstairs and it would happen all the time and I would be sitting there with with maybe you know my mom or someone next to me and I would say or did you not see that like it it was so clear as day. You, no, I didn't see anything, you know. So there's no one, the people sitting next to me or people in the lounge room with me wouldn't see it. Um, then, you know, at times I'd be sitting there and I'd be alone and I would just, I would also hear, um, not just see something moving past, but I would hear, I would hear the, not so much footsteps, but um, I would just hear the the floorboards up up on the top floor kind of moving and as if someone was walking across them and things like that. So I'd often hear stuff in that house as well. Um, but, I mean, most of the activity for me in that house happened at night time. I often when I was in bed, I'd be woken, and I mean woken from deep sleep, by knocking on the walls and it just always seemed like it was coming from behind my head so um you know my bed would be up against the wall and that wall would often get knocked on and I mean I I sleep very deeply so once I'm asleep it's very I mean I'm only awake if you know I'm not well or what have you and these things wouldn't wake me from slumber so that the knocking would happen and it wouldn't just happen and then I'd wake up and think oh what was that it would happen I'd wake up and it would continue to happen so I would hear and then you know I would often sit there and I would say to myself or out loud, I would say, listen, I understand you're there, but I need to sleep. So you need to stop. And it would stop. So it was, it was very, very odd, you know, and um, in that house, I also used to lie there and um, the ceiling light in my room would pop on two, three, four o'clock in the morning, every, like not every night, but often it would pop on and yeah and I it would wake me up obviously and I'd have to get up and actually turn the switch off um so it wasn't it was and the switch was on like it, it was just bizarre and you know you if you're sleeping and it's dark and you, someone shines a light in your face or turns your ceiling light on you're gonna wake up and um yeah it, it's not like I'd fallen asleep with the light on it, it honestly was switching on and it was it was a really strange things that were going on in that house um other things that would happen in that house is I would it wasn't just me but uh, you know my mom we would put things places and they would honestly they would just disappear they could be the smallest like everyday items like your keys or the remote control for the tv or you know just something a pen or whatever you're looking for and you could swear black and blue that you've left it in a certain spot and it was gone. And, and and you, I, I got to the point where I would say, listen, I know you've taken it. And like <laughs> I'd say, I'd say these things out loud. I'd say, look, I know you've taken it. I know you, you're doing whatever you're doing with it, but I need it and I need you to return it. And next minute it would be back where I'd looked a hundred times already. Oh, you're joking. And it, yeah. And it would often, often happen. It wasn't something that would just, you know, you you'd lost something and you really haven't you really have lost it you've put it somewhere and you've forgotten about it you would go back to that place knowing i put those keys there or i put that you know the remote control there and it's gone and you would look look and look and look and look and then it just i would sit there and i'd say listen i need you to return it i need it back and it would be there It, it was bizarre that's incredible yeah, sometimes it was days, like it could be a couple of days that it was gone, other day, other times it could be a couple of minutes, like, you know, but definitely happened very regularly in that place. It was um, 
it was a scary little house that one it was um it was interesting that the um when my mom had bought that house the um the woman who had so it was a deceased estate and the woman who had lived there had actually passed away upstairs so um in the bedroom that I was in. So, <laughs> um, yeah, because it was a private sale. So, we kind of knew a bit a bit of information about the about the lady who had passed away there. I mean, she died just natural causes. She was an old lady. So, it wasn't anything, you know, under terrible circumstances. But nonetheless, she passed away up there. And I don't – I did get the feeling that it was her. That was my very natural instinct that it was her. Um I just the feelings I got from the energy in that home was that it definitely was a a very you know friendly friendly um, energy. It wasn't it wasn't there to upset or um, it was just that was the energy that was the feeling I got that it was her. So yeah. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ad. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. And I like that because, I mean, it's not... Every haunting has to be scary or has to has to be negative. It's it's I like hearing stories about hauntings where sometimes the ghost has what almost seems like to to be a bit of a sense of humor, you know, like it almost sounds like this this elderly lady is playing little tricks on you in this house, you know, hiding everything, turning the lights on, knocking on the wall to wake you up. It's yeah. There's nothing in and there. And the doorbell, to- the doorbell would often go off. It was it used to ring all the time, and you know there'd be nobody there, um, and you know that could just be faulty as well, sure. But you know it was of it was another thing that happened there all the time. It would just the odd, odd little things like that, little little nuances that would happen a lot, a lot to be noticed and to be questioned and think, you know, honestly, is that happening again? You know, it was that kind of thing, and I guess because I was already a little bit sensitive to that kind of thing, I did think oh it, it could be something else and and that is where my strong feelings came from it you know I don't know if you want to say medium that kind of thing but I really did feel like that was her um I never really I never saw her per se and I never she I never heard anything other like I never heard voices or anything like that in that place but um yeah it was it was yeah it was nice. It was nice to know that it wasn't anything, you know, scary or dark. Yeah, and I think that's that's a really positive thing to to take from that because not all hauntings are, are bad. Not all hauntings are, are good, obviously. Um, but I think that's a that's a really kind of sweet little memory that you have there of that house. Was there? At first, were you were you scared of that, or was that something where you you felt like you were kind of in tune with, um, I guess, what I would call your abilities, and you you could sense that that was maybe more of a, a lighter spirit rather than something being a little bit more, um, I guess, darker. Yeah, I mean, I over the time over time, I really did learn to um, trust my natural instinct. It was something that had been told to me many times. You have a great instinct for it and you need to believe you know what you feel initially and so uh, for a long time that's what I really tried to direct a lot of energy to 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 try to just let all everything else fall down and say what do you really think this is or how do you what what what's it really telling you and you know how do you really feel about what this energy is trying to say and you know that that's the first thing I thought and that's the first thing I really got the the feeling about it's it's 
super hard to explain to people the messages that you get when you kind of can can when you are contacted by I guess spirits and things but um for me when I get um when I get messages or things like that I can't explain it other than I can just hear a voice say to me this is what it is and it feels like you know the penny drops and you're like yes that is what it is and it's just everything that you're feeling and everything that you're seeing and hearing and experiencing just kind of falls into place and it's that's pretty much what happened for me there it was very much oh you know the messages I was getting were were just feelings of kindness and um the the images I would get um would be of a little old lady who was very very kind you know she just looked kind and she just looked very caring and there was no maliciousness about her it was just very gentle and um that's yeah it's it's kind of difficult to explain how how um you come to the conclusion of what you are being kind of trying to be fed i guess from from spirits it's 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 super hard to explain it to people um but yeah that's for me i just i kind of get a message and it a message is all i can explain it and it's just it's a feeling about things and i get images and i get you know um sometimes i get just words and um whispers in my mind in my ears that it, it is what it is and that and that is just the message i've been given at that time it's yeah and definitely that's what was happening in that house well liz you you have another set of encounters and this one takes a little bit of a darker turn are you yeah. able to tell us about that yeah this so this house um this house and i really didn't um think about how kind of dark this was until i was living there it, there's definitely something evil i think in this house i don't i don't feel like it is inhuman but i do think it is super evil um i don't pretend to think that i know enough about it to make that distinction though i really just know that the feelings i was getting from this place were very dark and um yeah it it created a lot of issues in that place and it it just oh it was horrible i um i had moved into this house with my boyfriend at the time and his brother and um they had already been living there for a while for maybe six months or so before i moved in i had been to this house but i had not lived there but each time that I'd been there, I just got, I did get this feeling of that this house is, ugh, I just felt very, I just felt very um, clouded when I was there and very, I just didn't feel good. I felt like there was something very suppressive there and it was, I felt unhappy when I was there. I just, I really did not like being there. But, you know, you've just kind of, when you start seeing someone, you don't really, keep going on about the place they live like that you don't really keep saying well that's how I feel about the home you live in and what have you so I had said nothing and you know really just kind of kept you know kept it to myself um but as time went on it was um I moved in there with them and um yeah that that place was super dark I'd see certain things especially in the hallway um, at night time but actually it w- I would see it at any time of the day but, but every night I used to see it there every night and it got to the point where I would see it you know maybe two three four in the morning in the hallways I would not get up anymore because I would often go you know to the bathroom or go get a drink or what have, drink of water and it just got to the point where I would no longer do that I would just make sure I stopped drinking water before <laughs> I needed to go to bed so I never had to get up in the night to go I just could not, it was super, it was a very dark clouded shadow and it would sit in a certain part of the hallway. It was very, very tall um, and it was just, it was, a, it was a black mass. I couldn't explain it. It, it didn't really take the shape of, of anything in particular, but it was very much there and it was very, um, it, it was evil. The feeling that I got from it and the, 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 the energy that it, it expelled was just hatred. 
and it was horrible. It was it was just and trying to explain that to my boyfriend at the time and his brother was just like that it just wasn't gonna happen. For me, I was just I was also very not um that I didn't believe in things like that, but certainly very conscious that other people don't believe or have the same thoughts that I thought think about things. So and I wasn't gonna start saying things that make me look like a crazy person. So I really just kept it to myself. And it was, yeah, that was um that was pretty dark. That 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 was one of the things that was probably the least of my worries in that house. It was um it was dark. It yeah, it was not not good. Um other things that went on there, I remember one night my um, boyfriend and I were we had the layout of this house you would come in the front door it was this it was a night probably 1920s or 30s um semi so uh, I don't know I guess it's a semi but like a mirror house like one side would be someone else's house and it was mirrored completely to yours that was like one of those houses um and so you'd come in the front door and directly to the left was our bedroom then you would continue on down the hallway and it would open out to the lounge room. That hallway is where I saw the dark mass all the time. Um, so then you, it would open up to the lounge room and then you continue on through and there's the kitchen and then toward the back of the house there's another bedroom and the laundry. And um, there was this one night where I was in bed with my husband at the time and sorry, my boyfriend at the time, and we were just chatting. We were just lying there, just having a chat. It was not late. It was probably 8 p.m. And um, my my flatmate or my boyfriend's brother was in his bedroom towards the back of the house, and um, we just heard, and this is where, you know, this this comes into it where other people have been there to experience this with me. It wasn't just me, but then it was very much a denial from those people since, but, you know, they're just like, oh, no, it could have been this or it could have been that. But at the time it was very much, no, that really happened. Um, very clear knocking. There was very, very, very clear knocking on the door, on the bedroom door. And um, we both stopped talking. We both looked at each other and were waiting for our flatmate to walk through the door, to, you know, to tell us something or whatever. And we're both looking at the door waiting for him to enter and, um, there was no answer and we're just like, oh, okay, well, whatever, maybe he walked away. Kept talking a couple of minutes later, knock, knock, knock on the door again and it was it was kind of louder this time and more insistent and we kind of said, yeah, look, come in. We're, it's fine, come in. We're, we can hear you. And um, there was just there was no answer. He didn't come in. There was nothing going on. So we got up and opened our bedroom door. And as we opened our bedroom door, um, the, our flatmate came walking down the hallway and he was headed towards the front door. And I said, well, what are you doing? And he goes, there's someone knocking on the front door. You need to open the door. And I was like, what? So opened the front door. He, we all three of us stood there, opened the front door, and there was knocking on the door in front of us before we opened it. Opened the front door, not a person around. It was nobody oh, there. Kidding. It was completely... Yeah, not a, nobody there at all. It was just the creepiest um, thing, really. And it just things like that happened off it. Like you, you would lie there at night and you would hear knocking. You would hear uh, actually one thing I used to hear all the time was footsteps as well. I used to hear footsteps. The whole house was floorboards, and all I would ever hear is footsteps throughout the house, ra- random parts of the house. Um, no, yeah, that was one thing that really creeped me out. And um, it was often really early in the morning or, you know, two, three or four in the morning or whatever. And it was, you know, you just, I, you just couldn't explain it. You just couldn't explain why you were hearing footsteps throughout the house. And, yeah, it was just, it was a very creepy house, that one. Um, probably the biggest thing that happened in that house, I was not, I was not there for. So, but my... Um, my my boyfriend's brother, who was our flatmate, was there and we had gone to Europe, so we weren't even in the country. But this had happened, you know, a few times already where we would hear scraping of, of chairs. You know that noise you hear when you scrape a chair back on a wooden floorboard and you just hear the screech? 
well, we would hear that often at night. It happened often and um, even to the point where we kind of just like rolled over and went back to sleep because it was just like, oh, well, you know. And um, anyway, we'd gone off to Europe and he, this guy, he was such a sceptic. Even with all these things that were going on, he never, ever admitted that there was something odd going on in the house he would see it you would you would sit there with him experience it and he would he would just turn around walk away don't want to talk about it not and if you try to explain to him he just like no 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 like I just I don't I don't you know it was this or it was that or whatever anyway this this is why this story is so strange because he rang us when we were in Europe we'd been there for maybe a week or two and he said to us that the night that he'd woken up and he'd said that last night there was the screeching of you know, the, the uh, chairs being dragged across the floorboards and um, it was so loud and it went on for so long that he was just, he said, I was terrified. I laid there in bed. I didn't get up. Um, at this point, because it had happened, it, it used to happen so often in that house, he said, I don't, I d- you don't even question that it could be, an intruder you just think no I know what that is and I'm just gonna ignore that and anyway it had gone on and then he started hearing slamming and smashing and he was just terrified he said he was there by himself so he did not want to get up and go and have a look at what was going on he put loud music on in his room ignored it and went to sleep well tried to go to sleep oh wow next morning <laughs> yeah I don't know how you'd sleep after that but not at all got up went into the kitchen the next morning that there were six chairs at this wooden table and each and every one of them had been slammed back on their backs, like pushed over on their backs, each six chairs. And, um, yeah, he's, he, he was, he was, there's something very, very strange that had happened. He thinks that it was an intruder. That's, that's how his mind works. And that's fine. Like he, you know, that's, that's like what we were talking about earlier where people often try to kind of pin it to something that that makes sense for them logically and that's fine. I don't believe it was. There was nothing stolen, no way of entering the property. There was nothing broken, no doors were broken, no, you know, doors were forced. It was just this six chairs and the table had been pushed up against the wall. So, yeah, it was um, it was very scary. For him particularly, we weren't there, but definitely something was going on in that house. It was it was odd. It was creepy. And I just think my my initial feeling too is that it had something to do with the neighbour. That was very much my thoughts the whole time. I don't know why I think that. I uh, I think definitely something was going on with the neighbour that lived on the other side of, I guess, the walls because, you know, it was a mirror house. So, And that was going to be a question I actually had for you is I wonder if your neighbours were affected by this thing as well. Um, I My feeling toward her, she lived there alone in this house and, um, you know, our front doors were centimetres apart. So it was not like we never saw her or, you know, we saw her all the time and she – she was just like she I can't explain anything other than she would never speak to us. We would often see her um kind of spying, if you like, on us. Um she would do some really random things like, you know, sit out in her courtyard which was across, you know, there was a divider between our two and we would you know, you could see it was like that brush, I don't know if you know, um that brush fence. You kind of kind of see through it when it's you know the, it's like looks like all sticks. I don't know explain it, but like you could see through the fence, and she would be sitting there and staring through the fence at us, and just oh, doing that's really creepy. yeah. She was a really strange person. My thoughts when I first saw her, the first time I'd saw her, was that she had she was somehow responsible for what was going on in our house. And, I mean, that's a sweeping statement. I totally agree, but I just – my thoughts and feelings and my gut instinct is that she had something very strongly to do with what was going on in there. 
and I, you know, I don't want to, I don't know. It, I don't really want to want to say what I think I about her, but I think she may have been a witch or um, dabbled in some sort of dark things that were going on. Um, she was strange. She wouldn't speak to you. You'd talk to her and, yeah, hi, how are you? Never knew her name, but you'd see her going in her front door, hi, how are you? And she would just look at you with a very, like she wouldn't smile. She would look dead in your eye and just stare at you and then walk off. She was she was scary. She was scary to look at. She was scary. She was a scary person. So, yeah, and that's just the feelings that I get when I um, was around her. And, you know, I guess that's my my sensitive side coming again. It's just very much, yeah, I think she's she's dark and she had something to do with it. But, yeah, that house was um, very, very scary. It was not a not a nice place to be at all, really. I'll be honest, Liz. That house sounds terrifying. And then you add on the the, the scary neighbour on top of that. It Honestly, this sounds like it would be the most perfect s- story for a Hollywood movie. You know, the the, the scary neighbour who's doing witchcraft in her house to to bring spirits into yours. It's It sounds absolutely terrifying. And I can't believe you actually lived through all of that. Yeah, no, well, I didn't stay there very long. That house, um, I wouldn't be there home alone. I would never be there by myself. It, it got to a point where I knew it was that messed up. Things were so scary. And the feeling that you got there, it wasn't just the things that happened while I was there. It was certainly the feeling of the house itself. Itself, You know, um, you didn't feel – if you were there, like, by yourself, you would – there's no way you could be there by yourself and not hear things going on and it was just terrifying it was the feeling from that house was was pure evil it was it was whatever that thing was that was in the in the hallway to just it just spewed hatred it just it was terrifying i would look at it and i would break out in sweats and um just the feelings that i got from it i just felt like i was so depressed and so um angry it made me really like I felt very angry in the house and it flared a lot of anxieties in me and it it just it, it just it just created a lot of bad feeling and there was a lot of fighting that went on in that house and you know a lot of screaming and a lot of um fights between the brothers and and just I really do think that it had a lot to do with it. I really think that it was um, it was quite responsible for yeah that that those things going on. It was just the house itself. It just felt cold all the time, and it just you just I just the feeling you get when you're in there. You just felt like you were being watched the whole time, and yeah, it was very and the 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 weird thing is you would leave the front door and feel like you stepped into sunshine it was just it was so weird it was such a that is odd isn't it yeah it was it was a very strange house it it, there's to this day i'm certain that there's whatever resides there is still there i don't i mean i don't know the people that live there but it never came anywhere with us it was just kind of stayed behind and i just I feel for whoever lives there now because it, it is dark. Whatever it is, is very, very evil. And I really do think that that neighbour has something to do with it. She was odd. She would do some really strange things. So, I mean, just one day, that, but one day when I caught her staring at us through the fence was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen in my life. I just thought, what do you, you know, and, and the looks she would give you, you'd talk straight to her and she would just, like she just hated you. It was so odd. There's just something not right about that whole thing. It it just doesn't doesn't click with me. And I could imagine being in that place, you would you would feel that too. Yeah, definitely. It was um it was something that I picked up on before I moved in there. Um, but I never really I kind of guess that, you know, it was for me, it was the next logical step to take to move there and I just didn't really think much about about the fact that I'd be living there all the time and it just really ramped up after I moved in it was very almost like well I don't really know what the the guys 
kind of experience before I was there because it wasn't really spoken about. But, you know, definitely um, I may have antagonised it a little bit because I was maybe that that sensitive in me has come out and they know it and I don't know, it was a challenge or it was something to to be able to show themselves and it, it, it um, yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. It definitely seems like your presence there stirred something up and whatever it was, it didn't like it. No. And, and it and it definitely made it known to you. Definitely. It it definitely it definitely did. It was um it was dark. Whatever it was was dark. It was yeah. It just it created like I said, it created fights, the fighting that went on there and the, the fights between the brothers as well and just just ill feelings towards each other and I don't know it was just um the minute we all left there everything improved everything got better and it was you know it was just um a very dark it was just a feeling too that you got when you were there you just you just felt horrible you just felt helpless and yeah you, you know you'd go to bed at night and you'd hear all sorts of things going on and you just yeah, it was it was odd. Well, Liz, I'm I'm so glad you're out of that place. It it sounds absolutely terrifying. Um, I want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing those encounters because they are some of the scariest encounters I've heard in a while. Especially that last house. I don't know how you stayed in there more than than a couple of nights. If I'm being honest. Yeah. No. That well, that place was in Cremorne in Sydney. So if anybody um knows the suburb it's um on the north side of sydney and it's um yeah it's a creepy place that um that home and i did actually try to do a little bit of um research about that place but didn't get too far with it but um yeah very glad i'm out of there anyway (laughs) and that's going to do it for tonight and remember if you have had an encounter get in touch with me my email address is believe at ccradio.com.au Or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash Believe UFO Radio. Until next time, stay safe and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry so if you're like me and you're drinking water all day then try splash refresher it's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you